Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now for our story. In the kitchen of Paul Cromwell's beach house outside of Los Angeles, his housekeeper, Mrs. Kingsley, and his manservant, Max, had paused in their morning's activities to have a cup of coffee. Taking advantage of the moment, Mrs. Kingsley tried to elicit a little more information from Max about the house guest who had arrived from San Francisco the day before. But Max was strangely reticent about Mrs. Fenner. Being an avid newspaper reader, and from what little information she had been able to gather... Mrs. Kingsley knew that Lisa Fenner and her husband were a dance team, and that her husband Lance had left her a few months ago. To her well-trained eye, it was also obvious that Mrs. Fenner was expecting a baby. The housekeeper sensed that there was quite a story behind these facts, but all her suppositions and questions remained hanging in the air. Max was noncommittal. Hearing someone coming downstairs, Max interrupted the woman's flow of conversation and suggested she get a breakfast tray ready, which he carried a few minutes later out to the front terrace overlooking the Pacific Ocean. Good morning, Max. Good morning, Mrs. Fenner. Mm, that orange juice looks wonderful. Shall I pour your coffee now? Not just yet, thank you. Very well, madam. Uh, where is Mr. Cromwell? He went into town early this morning. Oh, I wish I'd known. I'd like to have gone in with him. There are a few things I should get. He left a message for you. Did he? Mr. Cromwell said to tell you that he was bringing Mrs. Mead back for lunch. Oh. Well, when will they be here? As a matter of fact, Mrs. Fenner, they should be here any moment now. Oh, dear, I suppose I should change. Do you think I look all right, Max? You always look lovely, Mrs. Fenner. You know, you're such a comforting person. And very gallant. Thank you. I've always enjoyed talking with you. I believe I'll have that coffee now. Very well, Mrs. Fenner. A little cream and no sugar. Is that right? How flattering of you to remember. Max, you've been with Mr. Cromwell a long time, haven't you? Yes, madam. Nearly ten years. Imagine that. I suppose, then, that you know nearly everyone Mr. Cromwell knows. Just about. With the exception, of course, of the time when Mr. Cromwell was in the army. Yes, of course. Uh, did he meet Mrs. Mead during that time, or... Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I just wondered. I thought I understood him to say last night that she lived in Wakefield. And at one time, he was stationed at a camp near there. Yes. Camp Downing. But he's known her for some time. Yes. Mr. Conwell met Mrs. Mead in New York. She was Miss Calvert then. Oh. Has she been married very long? Um, less than a year, I believe. Hmm. Paul said she was a great deal of fun and quite lovely. Yes, as I recall, Mrs. Mead, she was a very beautiful and startling young woman. How do you mean, startling? Well, uh, just startling. <laughs> that could be interpreted in so many ways. I don't quite know 
how to explain it, Mrs. Fenner. You mean she's a little mad, giddy, does unexpected things? Well, I'd say that Miss Calvert always did the unexpected, but I wouldn't call her giddy. I see. Well, I just wanted to know a little what she's like, Max. I believe, Mrs. Fenner, that you'll be far more adept at judging for yourself. Well... I think I already have a fair idea. Oh, excuse me, Mrs. Fenner, but... Uh... Oh, dear, is that they? Well, hello there. How oh, are you, Max? Good morning, Mrs. Smee. Good morning, Lisa. Did you sleep well? You're looking very well, Mrs. Smee. Thank you, Max. Uh, luncheon will be at one. If that's all right, Mr. Conwell. Oh, that's fine. Thank you, Max. Just come here. I want you to know Lisa Fenner. This is Mrs. Mead, Lisa. How do you do? Hello, Mrs. Fenner. Well, Lisa, so you, you're just having breakfast. Yes, isn't it disgraceful? I think it's wonderful. I've always been able to sleep at the beach. Oh, Paul, it's good to see this place again. I'd forgotten how beautiful it was. Would you like to take a walk along the beach, Kip? Oh, no. No, let's wait until Mrs. Fenner is through with her coffee. Oh, don't wait for me, really. Do go on. No. No, besides, really, I'm not too keen on exercise. I love it. That's good. I suppose your doctor told you to walk a good deal. What? Uh, I, I told Kit about the baby, Lisa. Oh. Look, I hope you don't mind. Oh, no. Of course not. I think it's wonderful. Congratulations. Thank you. Did you have a nice trip from Wakefield, Mrs. Mead? Oh, it was all right. Is your husband coming out later? No, he can't, poor darling. He's stationed at Camp Downing. He's a gunnery instructor there. But he felt I needed a little vacation. Now, why can't more men take that attitude? They do, when they know they can trust their wives. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't trust Kit. <laughs> no, you wouldn't, you dog. <laughs> well, wouldn't I have reason? Probably. Oh, Paul, I love it out here. Well, why don't you come down here and visit me, then? How long are you planning to stay in California, Mrs. Mead? Mm, I don't know. A few months. You see, Paul, never invite someone who doesn't have a round-trip ticket. No, I'm serious. Well, I have a better idea than that. Uh, what's the rental situation down here? Well, there are one or two houses available that I know of. Well, then that solves all my problems. I could rent a car. Of course you could. Or, for that matter, I could drive you into town myself whenever you had to go. <sighs> You could take both Mrs. Fenner and me. <laughs> That's right. What are you two talking about? Oh, it's just a little joke. Seriously, Kit, that's a wonderful idea. Well, I have to move out of the hotel in three more days. Heaven knows the situation in town is impossible. Yes, I know. Poor Lisa tried to find something and she couldn't even get into a hotel. Yes, I, I'm afraid I'm being a terrible burden to Paul. Oh? Are you looking for a place to live, too? Well... Well, I thought you were just down from San Francisco on a visit. No. I was planning to stay here for a while. In Southern California, I mean. Well, Mrs. Fenner, if you haven't any place to live... <laughs> well, this is my morning for good ideas. If I can find a house down here, why don't you share it with me? Why, well, I couldn't. That's very nice of you, Mrs. Mead. Why not? These places down here are very large. I certainly don't want to rattle around alone and... We needn't get in each other's way. Well, I... I think that makes a lot of sense. Oh, you do, Paul? Of course, darling. Well, that way we'll all be down here together, but you'll have your own place. But, Paul... Well, it was just an idea. But you think it over. 
Uh, Paul, I'm going into the house and get out of these hot clothes. Wait, kid, I, I'll show you. Oh, don't bother. I think I can remember where everything is. Oh, uh, what's your housekeeper's name? Mrs. Kingsley. All right. If I need anything, I'll holler for it. Lisa, darling, is, is that over breakfast? You're... Paul, what is this? What are, what are you talking about? You told her about me. Darling, I told her that you were going to have a baby. Is there anything wrong in that? Besides, she probably would have guessed it and then... Is that all you told her? Of course. I don't understand. About her suggesting I should come and live with her. Well, she meant it. That's just like Kit. You seem to think it was an awfully good idea. I'm in your way here. Oh, don't start that now. Oh, I can feel it. You don't want me around. You and this kid. Lisa, I'm only thinking of your welfare. After all, it'll certainly look much better to have you and Kit share a place than, well, to have you stay here so long. Is that the only reason you think it's a good idea? Oh, Lisa, don't always think that I have some ulterior motive in mind. Well, it seems so funny. I mean, Mrs. Lee doesn't know me. As I told you, Kit's like that. She she gets an impulse. She, she's a very generous person. Besides, she knows you're a friend of mine. And is Mrs. Lead a friend of yours, too, Paul? <laughs> Lisa. <laughs> but Lisa Fenner wasn't satisfied with the quality of Paul's laughter. She felt disturbed. She couldn't understand why Kit Mead, a woman she'd never met before, would tender her an invitation to come and live with her. For some reason she couldn't define, Lisa had a feeling of being conspired against. She felt that Mrs. Mead must have a motive. But you could understand a great deal more, Lisa, if you could have heard the conversation Kit and Paul had last night. The conversation in which Paul confessed that he was a little afraid of the demands you might place on him. A conversation during which Kit promised to help Paul Cromwell. Yes, Kit has her reasons, Lisa, for asking you to live with her. <laughs> 